Hi, this is Diva Celebration, and back for another podcast. I've tried to do this podcast twice, uh, but I was trying to look up articles on my cell phone, and it caused some sort of static on my microphone. This is all part of, you know, realizing what you can and cannot do during the recording and production of your podcast. And I think the uh, either the Wi-Fi or the electrical wire from my phone was... Uh, hitting or interfering with the mic so the you know the electrical wire if it's coming anywhere near your mic wire sometimes it messes it up so this is the third time i've made this podcast so hopefully i'll get through it this time without any static if there's static then i have another issue that i'm not aware of that i'll have to look up because i've never had that problem before so now i've just pulled up my articles and stuff and put them on the computer so hopefully we get through this um, without any issues. My um, podcast today is going to be about an article that I saw online. Uh, basically, it was a variety article uh, announcing that Peter Dinklage was not happy with the fact that Disney, and I'm assuming the streaming service Disney Plus is, is, is doing this, because I can't imagine them doing um, shows and then putting them out on the their ABC uh, their ABC channel, uh, uh, making you know a big deal about it. But apparently, they're going to be making um, live action stories about uh, Beauty and the Beast, Cinderella, The Jungle Book, and Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And I guess they're having the director that did 500 Days of Summer, Spider-Man, etc. Um, uh, coming on. And they're going to... Um, well, wait a minute. He didn't do Spider-Man. I'm sorry. Uh, they're looking at actors from uh, like Andrew Garfield and Rachel Zegler and Gal Gadot to do the um, Snow White in the Seven Drawers. Peter Dinklage is not happy about this. Primarily because he is a dwarf. He thinks, well, if you're doing one thing and you're not doing the other, here, I'll read what he said. Uh, let's see. The Emmy winner guested on Mark Maroon's uh, What the F podcast <laughs> this week and criticized remaking Snow White and due to the fairy tales in his own words, effing backwards depiction of the dwarfs. There's a lot of hypocrisy going on, he says, Dinklage. Literally no offense to anyone, but I was a little taken aback when they were very proud to cast a Latina actress as Snow White, but you're still telling the story of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Take a step back and look at what you're doing there. It makes no sense to me. You're progressive in one way, but then you're still making that effing backward story about seven dwarfs living in a cave together. What the F are you doing, man? Have I done nothing to advance the cause from my soapbox? I guess I'm not loud enough. I don't know which studio that is, but they were so proud of it. All love and respect to the actress and all the people who thought they were doing the right thing. But I'm just like, what are you doing? So they say that Disney hasn't announced their plans for Snow White yet. 
I mean, Dinklage noted he would be excited if they would retell the fairy tale with a, quote, effed up, cooler, progressive spin on it, but he remains baffled over just retelling the traditional Snow White storyline in a live-action form. Uh, Disney's live-action Snow White will begin production this year. Now, I'm assuming all this is going to be on the... um, the new streaming Disney Plus. Now, here's my point. <laughs> if there is one, here's my point. Um, Snow White is a Grimm Brothers tale. Okay? It is a Grimm Brothers tale, and it is a German Grimm Brothers tale, written back in the 17th century, which is 1812. And Peter Dinklage, I don't know if he knows or not. I'm, I would assume he knows that uh, it is a 19, 19th century. I'm sorry. It's a 19th century, 1812 um, German story. And, uh, you know, it was basically written about a german princess if i remember right i'm trying to find that information but it was basically based on the um uh on uh, 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 um, you know I, I i did hear at one point that it was based on a true story um so yeah yeah they basically wrote it about what they saw around them now they probably saw drawers they probably had, um, you know, stepmoms that weren't exactly nice because back in that day and age, uh, a woman could not work and she had to marry into wealth. And so if a stepmother married into the family, her children weren't considered as highly as the father's children, right? So she would probably have to push to get her children anything. So then they look like they were evil because they were trying to push their children to make sure that their children got things while the father was probably ignoring their children over his own children, which I could see that happening a lot back in those days, especially when women didn't have any rights and they were looked at as just basically property and sex slaves to their husbands. I mean, let's just be honest, you know, women were thought of as property and then her children from another man, uh, that man would probably, unless he was a decent, caring, ethnic, uh, uh, ethnic, ethnic, um, um, uh, right-thinking man, would probably look at her children as a, a nuisance. So then the, the stepmother would have to push and push to make sure that her kids got an equal chance to his own children. So, yeah, um, I think that, you know, a lot of people looked at stepmothers as wicked because they were trying to push their own children. And, they, they, you know, and I could see men as the Brothers Grimm who wrote these tales, seeing, uh, uh, you know, second wives or with their stepchildren as evil, you know, because, you know, the man should be able to take care of his children first rather than hers, blah, blah, blah. You know, kind of sad, but that's how things were done back in those days. Now, being that, you know, they based their story on an actual queen of the time, 
Uh, I'm trying to find where they said that. Da, 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 da. According to Sandra, the character of Snow White was based on the life of Margaretha von Valdeck, W A L D E C K, a German countess born to Philip IV in 1533. At the age of 16, Margaretha was forced by her stepmother, Katerina of Hausfeld, to move away to Brussels. There, Margarita fell in love with a prince who would later become Philip II of Spain. Her father and stepmother disapproved of the relationship, however, deeming it politically incorrect. Margarita mysteriously died at the age of 21, apparently having been poisoned. Historical accounts point to the king of Spain who in opposing the romance, may have dispatched Spanish agents to murder her. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, these these stories are based on what the, you know, Grimm brothers knew of their time. So to change it, I think, would be wrong. I mean, that's just me. Um we, they've already changed it up a little bit to make it more, because um, the Grim Tales, you know, I kind of joke about this. The Grim Tales were grim. I mean, is that where the the actual grim word comes from? You know, because they they've had to take a lot of things out of Cinderella and a lot of things out of um, the Snow White to put them on the Disney screen. And not a lot, but they did have to take things out and. Because, you know, back in 1812, they were writing stories for children, sometimes to scare them into submission, to doing the right thing. You know, this is a time when people were beating their kids over the heads and each other over the heads with Bibles and religious, um, you know, uh, morals and, you know, telling people they're going to go to hell and it was a tough time. It was a tough time. You know, uh, it wasn't exactly an enlightened time. It was more enlightened than it had been in the past. But, you know, uh, if we look back at some of the things that they were doing back in the 1800s, we probably would think they were crazy, you know, and there were things that they were telling the kids. And, you know, th this is a time, you know, when beating your children was okay. You know, when brainwashing them was okay. Um, etc. So uh, I, I think that the tales were told to somewhat scare children into doing the right thing. So there were some rough, you know, some rough story lines in there that they had to take out in order to get them on the Disney screen. So, um, you know, it was a grim, they were grim stories. So, you know, they are changed up a little bit to kind of fit into a, a softer side of Disney, but they did basically, I mean, from what I remember of the Snow White story, they they pretty much stayed on track. Now, like I said, they took some things out, but they've stayed on track with the Snow White story. And part of the Snow White story is the seven dwarfs. I mean, they are in the grim tale. And then that's the basis of it. And why are we trying to change this story? I don't understand. You know, why do we keep trying to change up things? 
I understand the diversity and trying to make, you know, put different people on the screen. But if you're going to do that, don't change a basic story that has already been written for a few hundred years. Change what you're change what you're doing with the stories that you put out in the movie industry instead of taking the grim tale and totally changing it from what it's supposed to be which is a german story with german people in it bring in other stories let's have other writers step in with their stories i mean they've, they're making so many remakes in hollywood that it's kind of getting boring it's really kind of getting boring to me to see the same old thing like my whole life. They just keep repeating the same movies over and over again. How about we bring in young, fresh writers who have all these amazing stories, I'm sure, that need to be told that we're probably never going to hear because they keep repeating all of these old stories. Bring in those writers and make new movies. Have those people put their stories out there. And that's one of the things I like about Netflix is they are doing that. They are letting people tell new stories. Um, let's do that. Let's bring in new fairy tales. And instead of changing a German fairy tale and making them Latina and not using dwarfs like Peter Dinklage wants us to do, let's leave that all intact because that's what the Grimm brothers wrote. Let's go to like what they've been doing recently a lot of over the last i don't know 10 15 years a lot of the animes that are coming out of japan have gotten popular here and those are japanese stories being retold in animation and they're popular with the young people in america right why don't we do that with uh or same with bollywood movies bollywoods have uh, movies have gotten really popular in america why don't we bring Bollywood movies over to, you know, or, or, or Indian fairy tale stories from India over to America? Why aren't we doing more American, Native American, Indian stories? Let's tell those on the screen. One or two is not enough. We need to tell more Native American stories. Let's do that. Why don't we go to Africa and find out some of their really enduring fairy tales and lovely fairy tales and put those on film and appeal to those audiences. Why are we trying to change a German story with German actors in it that is basically b based on a real person and a bunch of real people and what they did and, you know, and change it. And might I add that the actual father you know, the, the king had his daughter murdered. It wasn't the stepmother. So why, you know, why are stepmothers around the world could be offended by Snow White? You know, they could be offended by Cinderella. You know, why did the Grimm um, brothers not, you know, write in that the father killed her? You know, because that's what happened. It was the king that killed her. It wasn't the stepmother or the new queen or whatever. It was the man who killed her. So, you know, that's a problem that, you know, it's okay that the stepmother's wicked. It's okay that the woman's a witch. But um, we have to make, you know, uh, we have to change the ethnicity of them. I mean, yeah, and Dinklage is okay with that, you know. <laughs> 
when really it w- in in reality the story that it's based on the king the man is the one who killed his own daughter i think it was his own daughter i'm not sure i have to research it more but you know same kind of difference it's you know these are two men that wrote a story and they weren't going to make the, the man the bad guy they made the woman the bad guy right but still that's how the story was written that was back then that's how it was that's how the story was written and it's a timeless story it's a part of history and i don't think we should be changing up something that has uh, been an endearing fairy tale for people for years bring in new fairy tales bring in new stories let's do it that way rather you know if you want to bring latina actors into the story bring in a latina um fairy tale and let's make that fairy tale so that's my point i mean why are we changing things up why aren't we expanding the hollywood uh playbook to include new and different fairy tales i mean look they they did coco i think is the name of it they did coco the which was a latina uh based fairy tale or a story from a latin background and it was a huge hit why aren't we doing more things like that? Why can't we bring a story from India? I bet you that would be a huge hit. I mean, whatever is very popular in those countries would probably be popular here. Whatever's popular with those children would probably be popular here. Let's do that. Let's bring new stories out. And that way we can have more diversity and we can tell more stories. And why don't we bring in writers that can write new stories that bring in African-American actors or bring in Latina actors. And I've often said this, if you want diversity, you're going to have to do it yourself. If African-Americans want diversity, well then raise the money and make your own pictures, make your own animations, make your own things. If you want more Latin representation than Latin actors and producers, make your own stuff, make that. And if it's good enough, it will, it will rise to the top. And that's just the truth. And you can make excuses and say, well, we need the money to do that. No, no. There's been low budget films, low budget animations, you know, that have rose to the top because they were just good. They were just good stories. I mean, I see things that kids watch on TV and I think, wow, that's really low budget. But these kids love it. I mean, you know pbs and the things that they've had on there in the past they weren't very high budget but kids loved it because it was a good story or it was a good character or so let's try and go back to well our roots i guess and 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 you know make those low budget films or those low budget things that become popular and and over the years when i was growing up that's there was a lot of um, experimentation. There was a lot of new things coming out that were really great and they're still enduring today. You know, so I think that the, the movie industry and the entertainment industry should do more of that. And I think really what the, oh, we need diversity in Hollywood is based on is America's one of, I think it's our biggest export is our entertainment movie business. So that includes TV, movies, um, video games, and even the internet stuff. So everything that's entertainment is our biggest export, right? We make a lot of money here in America on that. So places like India and Bollywood, 
places like Japan with their animation, all of these places around the world, uh, Latin countries with their stories, you know, with their telemundos or whatever, they're wanting to get into the American market because that's where the money is. And why is that where the money is? Well, I've told this story before and I'll tell it again. I have been, uh, you know, I've tried in the past looking at different businesses. And what I found is most everything's made overseas. There's not a lot of stuff made here anymore. And if it is made here, it's really expensive to buy it. And it's really hard to sell it for a profit. So a lot of people, many American businesses, even designer businesses, everything, they're buying their stuff overseas. And then they're shipping it back here. And it's really the same thing. Everybody's got the same kind of shoes. Everybody's got, they're just putting a different name on them. Like um, I've seen Yeezys. I've seen those shoes that he was selling. He's selling in his uh, designer. Those shoes have been on eBay for years before he started selling them. And they're cheap. They're cheap shoes. And then he's selling them for hundreds and thousands of dollars. Because his name's on them. They're really no different than the shoes that I saw on eBay for years. Right? You know how you get on eBay and you look for stuff. And I just kept seeing these same shoes. And the next thing you know, I see his shoes that look exactly like the ones that are on eBay. So I have noticed a lot of designer stuff that has popped up in the last few years that I have been seeing on eBay for much, much cheaper from other countries. So they're buying the stuff in other countries. They're marking it up like, and I've checked the prices and I've seen the markups. So I know this for a fact. They're marking them up between a thousand to 5,000%, depending on the person, depending on the designer, depending on the product. So when things hit, hit, hit our shores, they automatically go up a thousand percent. So you as an American are paying a thousand percent more than the rest of the world is paying. What those companies do is they sell everything cheaper to the rest of the world and they hide the prices. And that's what the internet's helped them do. They hide the prices from Americans so that we don't know that we're paying less. Like I saw, I have seen musical instruments sold for way less overseas. And then I see them being charged a thousand to 5,000% more on in, in the American market. I mean, so everyone around the world wants to get into the American market because guess what? They're going to make a heck of a lot more money here than they are anywhere in the rest of the world right? Because the rest of the world can't afford to pay those kind of prices. They can't sell their products in other countries for what they sell them for here. The rest of the world can't afford that. And that's why we're seeing a a huge disparity in the rich and the poor now in our country, because, you know, the rich can afford to pay that stuff, but the poor can't. And so things are starting to change and the rich and the poor are separating even more. So that's why all of those countries want to get into this market. That's why they want diversity to come into this, this country because they want a piece of the pie. They want to be over here making money and they want Americans to spend all their money on them. That's really what this is about. And then the other thing that they're pushing for is for um, us to uh, shoot movies in other countries rather than shoot them in America. Well, and now the American movie companies are doing that. They're going to Australia. They're going to New Zealand. They're going to, you know, uh, England. They're going to other countries like Outlander is shot in um, Scotland. And they made the big excuse that it was a Scottish um, 
era that they were shooting in the first few seasons of Outlander, so it had to be shot in Scotland. Well, guess what they did? When they started to shoot the American stuff, they didn't come back to America to shoot it. They stayed in Scotland, and then they spent a lot of money to change it to look like it was America. So that their excuse to shoot in Scotland goes all to hell when they say, well, now it's the America, we're going to stay here and shoot it. No. Well, our American companies are probably staying there because it's cheaper to shoot there, right? They don't have to pay the crew, crew as much. They don't have to pay the staff as much. And they probably get away with a lot more um, as far as, you know, locations, paying for locations too. So it's cheaper for them to do it over there. So instead of sh coming back to America and shooting the American scenes here and giving Americans jobs, and, you know, uh, Diana Galbadon, I, I think that's how you pronounce her name. She's an American and she's, they're shooting everything over there. And there's even American producers and writers, et cetera, you know, that are helping in that they're all overseas now instead of shooting here because things are too expensive here or more expensive here. They really should be coming back here and giving the business to Americans. And that's what's happening is all of our stuff's being made overseas. Now all of our movies are being shot overseas. No wonder our economy is going to start to falter. No wonder there's a big disparity between rich and poor because there's no jobs here. They're taking everything overseas. Our own American companies, even our entertainment business, is taking our jobs elsewhere. That's another pet peeve of mine. We can talk about it at another time. But that's what's happening. These other countries want a piece of the pie. They want a piece of America. You know, when we pulled out of Afghanistan, all these other countries where we have troops were freaking out because they thought we were going to leave them, not just our troops, but we were going to take our, our um, commerce away from their country too, because they all make money off of us. We Americans are putting money into their countries. We're buying their things and we're shipping them back here. And that's what a lot of companies are doing is they're working through the government to get things cheaper made elsewhere and then bring them back here. So if we were to pull out of other countries, our military was to leave, then also our, our commerce, the things that we buy for them will probably leave too. And so people all over the world were freaking out. They, they're begging us not to leave because they knew if, if Americans left, their economy would crash and they would not be making the money they're making. You know, Afghanistan made billions of dollars off of us, you know, and, uh, and it went beyond us being in there militarily. Our businesses, uh, they, you know, the different um, Afghanistan people made a lot of money off of us. We made, we made people in that country millionaires and billionaires before we left. And people wonder why we left Afghanistan. It's because we were throwing money in there and it wasn't doing any good. They were still dealing with the Taliban and they were still um, giving the Taliban money. So, and you say, well, now the women are having problems. But Well, why aren't the Afghanistan men standing up for them? Because they were dealing with the Taliban the whole time. But that's a whole other story too. So a lot of people want to... Uh, uh, they want the entertainment business to change because they want their market to be able to make the money. England is the biggest one on that. Boy, they want in America so bad it's not even funny. They're even starting to buy up our TV stations and they're starting to buy, buy up our broadcasting uh, um, airways and they're starting to buy up our cell phone companies. 
T-Mobile is from UK. They really want in our country and they want that money. Everyone wants our money. Even UK, who is supposed to be a rich country, wants to get in to America, which is why a lot of Americans don't have jobs. Anyway, so <clears throat> I, you know, back to Peter Dinklage saying we should change things on the Snow White issue. There's a lot going on in, in Hollywood and his little, we shouldn't have dwarfs in the seven, <laughs> Snow White and the seven dwarfs is a really small issue compared to the huge problems we're having with uh, the movie industry, taking everything overseas, not keeping the jobs here, not paying the people here what they should, etc. His little tidbit, you know, he's trying to take his popularity and use it to trample all over this this issue but i disagree with him i think we should keep snow white and seven dwarfs where they are we should bring uh, fairy tales and um uh, stories from other countries into america and make them and that would create more diversity uh on screen and people need to remember also that you know america is primarily caucasian a very small part of the market is, um, I think it's 12% is uh, African-American and I think something like 13 to 15% is Latin, Latin, Latina. So, you know, and then there's a smaller percent of, you know, Asian and other, other ethnicities. It's a very small percent. So if you're going to appeal to the market that you want to make money, you need to appeal to Caucasians. And that's just, that's sad, but true. If you go to any other country, they're going to do the same thing. They're going to appeal to the largest ethnicity in that country, Africa, Asia, India, whatever. So that's just my point for now. We'll see if there's any static on this when I'm done with it. Until next time, Diva Cerebration. <laughs>